Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, June 4th. Torah was meant to be lived out in community and in the context of relationships. A very effective way to study the Bible is in a small group doing a midrash or a discussion. This helps you to go deeper into the Word as you take time to reflect on it, make connections from one scripture to another, and apply the scriptures to your personal walk. We have added a new feature on the Daily Audio Torah website. If you are involved in a small group Bible study or would like to start one, we can help you. We have added discussion questions for you to use when your group gathers. We will post discussion questions for every Shabbat reading, and they will be posted on the website a week in advance, so you have time to read and prepare ahead of time. We have also posted guidelines for leaders and facilitators to help you grow your small group in a healthy way. Just go to the new pick on the menu, Discussion Questions, and you will find everything there that you need to nurture and grow your small group. Have fun learning and growing in God's Word together in your small group. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Behalachka, and it means, In Your Going Up. Numbers 8, 1-26 Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and say to him, When you mount the lamps, let the lamps give light at the front of the menorah. Aaron did so. He mounted the lamps at the front of the menorah, as Hashem had commanded Moses. Now, this is how the menorah was made. It was hammered work of gold, hammered from base to petal. According to the pattern that Hashem had shown Moses, so was the menorah made. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Leviim from among the Israelites and cleanse them. This is what you shall do to them to cleanse them. Sprinkle on them water of purification, and let them go over their whole body with a razor, and wash their clothes, thus they shall be cleansed. Let them take a bull of the herd, and with it a meal offering of choice flour with oil mixed in, and you take a second bull of the herd for a sin offering. You shall bring the Leviim forward before the tent of meeting. Assemble the whole Israelite community, and bring the Leviim forward before Hashem. Let the Israelites lay their hands upon the Leviim, and let Aaron designate the Leviim before Hashem as an elevation offering from the Israelites that they may perform the service of Hashem. 
the Leviim shall now lay their hands upon the heads of the bulls. One shall be offered to Hashem as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering, to make expiation for the Leviim. You shall place the Leviim in attendance upon Aaron and his sons, and designate them as an elevation offering to Hashem. Thus you shall set the Leviim apart from the Israelites, and the Leviim shall be mine. Thereafter the Leviim shall be qualified for the service of the tent of meeting, once you have cleansed them and designated them as an elevation offering. For they are formally assigned to me from among the Israelites. I have taken them for myself in a place of all the first issue of the womb, of all the firstborn of the Israelites. For every firstborn among the Israelites, man as well as beast, is mine. I consecrated them to myself at the time that I smote every firstborn in the land of Egypt. Now I take the Leviim instead of every firstborn of the Israelites, and from among the Israelites I formally assign the Leviim to Aaron and his sons to perform the service for the Israelites in the tent of meeting, and to make expiation for the Israelites, so that no plague may afflict the Israelites for coming too near the sanctuary. Moses, Aaron, and the whole Israelite community did with the Leviim accordingly, just as Hashem had commanded Moses in regard to the Leviim, so the Israelites did with them. The Leviim purified themselves and washed their clothes, and Aaron designated them as an elevation offering before Hashem, and Aaron made expiation for them to cleanse them. Thereafter the Leviim were qualified to perform their service in the tent of meeting, under Aaron and his sons. As Hashem had commanded Moses in regard to the Leviim, so they did to them. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, This is the rule for the Leviim. From twenty-five years of age up, they shall participate in the work force in the service of the tent of meeting. But at the age of fifty they shall retire from the workforce and shall serve no more. They may assist their brother Leviim at the tent of meeting by standing guard, but they shall perform no labor. Thus, you shall deal with the Leviim in regard to their duties. Second Samuel 22, 1-23-23 David addressed the words of this song to Hashem after Hashem had saved him from the hands of all his enemies and from the hands of Saul. He said, Hashem, my crag, my fastness, my deliverer, O Hashem, the rock wherein I take shelter, my shield, my mighty champion, my fortress and refuge, my Savior, you who rescue me from violence. All praise. I called on Hashem, and I was delivered from my enemies. For the breakers of death encompassed me, the torrents of Belial terrified me, the snares of Sheol encircled me, the coils of death engulfed me. 
In my anguish I called on Hashem and cried out to my God. In his abode he heard my voice. My cry entered his ears. Then the earth rocked and quaked. The foundations of heaven shook, rocked by his indignation. Smoke went up from his nostrils. From his mouth came devouring fire. Live coals blazed forth from him. He bent the sky and came down, thick cloud beneath his feet. He mounted a cherub and flew. He was seen on the wings of the wind. He made pavilions of darkness about him, dripping clouds, huge thunderheads. In the brilliance before him blazed fiery coals. Hashem thundered forth from heaven. The Most High sent forth his voice. He let loose bolts and scattered them, lightning, and put them to rout. The bed of the sea was exposed. The foundations of the world were laid bare. By the mighty roaring of Hashem, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils, he reached down from on high. He took me, drew me out of the mighty waters. He rescued me from my enemy so strong, from foes too mighty for me. They attacked me on my day of calamity, but Hashem was my stay. He brought me out to freedom. He rescued me because he was pleased with me. Hashem rewarded me according to my merit. He requited the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of Hashem and have not been guilty before my God. I am mindful of all his rules and have not departed from his laws. I have been blameless before him and have guarded myself against sinning. And Hashem has requited my merit according to my purity in his sight. With the loyal, you deal loyally. With the blameless hero, blamelessly. With the pure, you act in purity. And with the perverse, you are wily. To humble folk, you give victory. And you look with scorn on the haughty. You, Hashem, are my lamp. Hashem lights up my darkness. With you, I can rush a barrier. With my God, I can scale a wall. The way of Hashem is perfect. The word of Hashem is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in Him. Yea, who is a God except Hashem? Who is a rock except Hashem? The Hashem, my mighty stronghold, who kept my path secure, who made my legs like a deer's and set me firm on the heights, who trained my hands for battle so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have granted me the shield of your protection, and your providence has made me great. You have led me stride on freely, and my feet have not slipped. I pursued my enemies and wiped them out. I did not turn back till I destroyed them. I destroyed them, I struck them down. They rose no more, they lay at my feet. You have girt me with strength for battle and brought low my foes before me. Made my enemies turn tail before me, my foes, and I wiped them out. They looked, but there was none to deliver to Hashem, but he answered them not. I pounded them like the dust of the earth, stamped, crushed them like the dirt of the streets. You have rescued me from the strife of peoples, kept me to be a ruler of nations. Peoples I knew not must serve me. 
Aliens have cringed before me and paid homage at the mere report of me. Aliens have lost courage and come trembling out of their fastnesses. Hashem lives. Blessed is my rock. Exalted be Hashem, the rock who gives me victory. The Hashem who has vindicated me and made peoples subject to me, rescued me from my enemies, raised me clear of my foes, saved me from lawless men. For this I sing your praise among the nations, and hymn your name, Tower of Victory to his King who deals graciously with his anointed, with David and his offspring forevermore. These are the last words of David, the utterance of David, son of Yishai, the utterance of the man set on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the songs of Israel. The Spirit of Hashem has spoken through me. His message is on my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken, the Rock of Israel said concerning me, He who rules men justly, he who rules in awe of Hashem, is like the light of morning at sunrise, a morning without clouds, through sunshine and rain bringing vegetation out of the earth. Is not my house established before Hashem? For he has granted me an eternal pact, drawn up and full and secured. Will he not cause all my success and my every desire to blossom? But the wicked shall all be raked aside like thorns, for no one will take them in his hand. Whoever touches them must arm himself with iron and the shaft of a spear, and they must be burned up on the spot. These are the names of David's warriors. Josheb Bashabeth, a Tachamite, the chief officer. He is Adino the Esnite. He wheeled his spear against 800 and slew them on one occasion. Next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodo, son of Alohai. He was one of the three warriors with David when they defied the Philistines gathered there for battle. The Israelite soldiers retreated, but he held his ground. He struck down Philistines until his arm grew tired and his hand stuck to his sword. And Hashem wrought a great victory that day. Then the troops came back to him, but only to strip the slain. Next to him was Shammah, son of Age, the Ararite. The Philistines had gathered in force, where there was a plot of ground full of lentils. And the troops fled from the Philistines. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the plot and defended it, and he routed the Philistines. Thus Hashem wrought a great victory. Once during the harvest, three of the thirty chiefs went down to David at the cave of Adullam, while a force of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and a Philistine garrison was then at Bet Lechem. David felt a craving and said, If only I could get a drink of water from the cistern which is by the gate of Beth Lechem. So the three warriors got through the Philistine camp and drew water from the cistern which is by the gate of Beth Lechem, and they carried it back. But when they brought it to David, he would not drink it, and he poured it out as a libation to Hashem. For he said, Hashem forbid that I should do this. Can I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their lives? So he would not drink it. 
Such were the exploits of the three warriors. Avishai, the brother of Joab, son of Zeroyah, was head of another three. He once wielded his spear against three hundred and slew them. He won a name among the three, since he was the most highly regarded among the three. He became their leader. However, he did not attain to the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada from Kabzeel, was a brave soldier who performed great deeds. He killed the two sons of Ariel of Moab. Once on a snowy day he went down into a pit and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, a huge man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, yet Benaiah went down against him with a club, wrenched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and he won a name among the three warriors. He was highly regarded among the thirty, but he did not attain to the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Acts 2, 1-47 And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they, Yeshua's disciples, were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together, and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia, in Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, in Egypt and in the parts of Libya, about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, We do hear them speak in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed, and were in doubt, saying one to another, What means this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, You men of Judea, and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says the Lord, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, 
before that great and notable day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Yeshua of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and for knowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaks concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You shall make me full of joy with your countenance. Men and brothers, let me freely speak to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and a sepulchre is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did not see corruption. This Jesus has God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he said himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit on my right hand until I make your foes your footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Yeshua whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brothers, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed 
were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Psalm 122, 1-9 I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love you. Peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Proverbs sixteen nineteen and 20 Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handles a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusts in the Lord happy is he. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Acts chapter 2 and unpack the sermon that Peter gave. And in this chapter, we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples and those who are gathered in the upper room from all the different nations of the region, about 120. And it happens exactly 50 days after Passover, 50 or Pente, Pentecost, also Shavuot. And... The Spirit of God is poured out, and there's a manifestation, and we see a great mighty wind blowing, and it appears there are flames of fire above the heads of each of the people. And they began to speak in many different languages, and it's quite a marvel and a wonder. And the people who are there say, how is this possible? They were amazed. What does this mean? They were hearing everything being spoken in their own language. And so some made the accusation, well, they must be drunk. And then Peter speaks up. And the first thing he does in his little message is he's going to quote from the Old Testament, from the book of Joel, to explain what was happening, to explain that this is what is going on. And so he quotes from Joel chapter 2. Verses 28 to 32. And he says, these words, these pro- this prophetic word spoken by Joel, this is happening right now. This explains what is going on. And those words from Joel chapter 2, starting in verse 28, it states the following. It will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. 
and your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will display wonders in the sky and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. So, P- Peter says this is what's happening right now. We are seeing an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And remember, the principle, biblical history is prophecy, that the things that happened to our forefathers in the Bible literally happened, but they're also a prophetic blueprint for the end of days, the final last generation. So this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's spoken of in Joel chapter 2, and that Peter says that explains what's going on right now in this upper room, it's going to happen Again, it's like a spiral staircase. It'll be um, a couple of more spirals up the staircase, but it's going to happen again immediately prior to the day of the Lord, immediately prior to the great tribulation beginning. Okay, next in his sermon, he talks about, well, let me just read the verse. Acts chapter 2, verse 25. For David speaks concerning him. Concerning who? Concerning Yeshua. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Verse 26. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Now, what's that talking about? David prophesied about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's go there. In Psalm chapter 16. Verses 9 to 11. And David says these words, Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One, and when he says your Holy One, he's talking about Yeshua, to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. So basically he's saying this is a prophecy about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You will not allow your Holy One to undergo decay. So Peter is unpacking that for them and saying, David prophesied this, that Yeshua would resurrect from the dead. His body would not undergo decay. Next, another verse, chapter 2, verse 30. He went, uh, Peter says these words, Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, would he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Yeshua, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did not see corruption. So this verse 
He's saying that God made an oath and a covenant promise to David that his descendant, there would be a descendant from the line of David that would always sit on the throne of Israel as the king. So where is that promise made? Let's go to Psalm 132, verses 10 through 12. For the sake of David, your servant, do not turn away the face of your anointed. The Lord has sworn to David a truth from which he will not turn back. So here is the promise. Here is the covenant. Of the fruit of your body, I will set upon your throne If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony, which I will teach them, their sons also shall sit upon your throne forever. So there's the promise. That's the covenant that God made with David, that he would always have a descendant that would sit on the throne to be king over Israel and king over the nations. And Yeshua is directly in the literal, physical bloodline of David. You can read the genealogy in Matthew chapter 1. So this is a tremendous, tremendous sermon that Peter gives. And he's quoting right out of the uh, Tanakh, out of the Old Testament, these prophecies and saying, hey, this has been fulfilled. Joel chapter 3, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, So this is a tremendous, tremendous sermon, and we look forward to the day when God will one day pour out his spirit again in a mighty, powerful way, like a rushing wind, like with flames above people's heads, that the pouring out of his spirit will come just prior to the beginning of the Great Tribulation, because God's people will need to be empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit, to be empowered to witness, to be witnesses of him, to evangelize, to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to do signs and wonders, to bring forth miracles and healings in the name of Yeshua. So may he cleanse us on the inside, make us clean vessels, pure vessels, set apart vessels, so that when he does pour out his spirit, we can capture it, we can contain it, we can hold it, and we can flow it out. And then once that Holy Spirit outpouring happens, may we stand under the waterfall of heaven, that we get a constant inflow and refreshing, and refilling, and renewing of His Spirit, so that we don't get dried out, we don't get emptied out, but we're constantly standing under the waterfall from heaven of His Spirit and His presence. May you be refreshed today with the renewing of your mind and your heart and your spirit, with the washing of the water of His Word. Shalom. Yevrekka Adonai Vish Merekka Yaya Adonai
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>